You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Awake After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Awake After Show. Yeah. Well, are we, should we all? I do love that? the whoops. Like, I love the whoops you guys do before yeah, we get in. It's like whoops. There we are. After Buzz. Here we go. Well, hey everybody. <laughs> Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another After Buzz After Show for Awake. Season 1, Episode 8, Night Swimming. Um, before we get started, would uh, would my lovely panel here like to introduce themselves? Sure. Um, I'm not lovely, but I'm Kristen Carney. Um, and uh, I'm not going to tell you what I do, but you can go to my blog and check it out. It's about the small stuff with Kristen.com. And over here we got Sean Overman. Here again, another week with Awake. Uh, you can follow me at... Sean underscore Overman on Twitter, and you can check me out on Facebook as well, and you can check out my blog, SeanOverman.org. And I'm Lauren Turner. Thank you, thank you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lauren's Love, L-U-V. Hey, Lauren. Hey, hey Sean. Hey, Kristen. And you got um, somebody your, special here. Yeah, I was... Uh, thank you, Sean. Um, I'm Anna Koppel, your host, and we are joined tonight by Rebecca Bloomhagen. Um, she... You want to say hi? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Rebecca, where can we can we follow you on Twitter or anything? Oh yes, our blooms. Our blooms. Um, we're Twitter friends. We go way back. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, I know. Um, I actually found out I was on the show through your tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so yeah, you can. Rebecca stars on Cinemax's Girls' Guide to Depravity, mm-hmm. which um, is on Friday nights at uh, I believe eight o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will talk much more about that after the break. So right now, let's get into awake. Yay! Yay. You're a huge fan. Is that? Are you a super fan? I'm just. I'm a super fan. Okay, cool. Yes. Very cool. Yay! We need more we need super fans. Passion. Yeah. Yes. Passionate viewers. Yeah. Tell your friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell them that awake. How do you like awesome. watching? We all watch the show together before every after buzz show. Yeah, How yeah. do you like sitting in there with us today? I loved it. It felt very official. I mean, <laughs> usually when you watch TV, it's a little more casual than this. But this was. But then we, there's a little talk on the commercials, yeah. sort of taking stock. It was fun, do and you, there was candy. I mean, you can't really beat that. Thanks, Ronnie, for the candy. Twizzlers. <laughs> do you know what I love about being a host here the most is. Uh, Besides the fact that that just rhymed, <laughs> but thank you. like you just said, it's it's a little bit more casual, and I'm like, you know, 
80% of my time is spent laying on the couch watching TV, and I always felt like such a loser, but now that I host here, I can be like, oh, hey, sorry, guys, I'm doing research. I literally <laughs> right, right. was just... I'm working right now. I was li- we were literally just talking about that before um, we came in the room. I said, I, at least I lose my guilt for watching TV, because I feel like I'm getting somewhere in life watching yeah. TV. Yeah, well, I, lo- I love uh- it. Anna, obviously I was going to capitalize on what you're talking about. It is sort of, the way you're saying it, it is like a community. It it allows everyone to watch TV together. And a show like this, Awake, I know there's a lot of people who maybe dive into it initially or they hear about it, they want to know more about it. I love watching it with you guys because I know Sean takes great notes and I'm like, what just happened? You know, it is really that moment. And when we had Rebecca in there, I felt all the same. It's like everyone has the same questions and that's kind of one of the things that After Buzz capitalizes on. So we do a lot for you. We just want everyone online to all also comment and rate our iTunes uh, page because that does a lot right back for us. That's so true. that's what I think, and I do love the show, you guys. Yay, good. <laughs> we got we hooked Ronnie. Yes, that's a big deal, you guys. That's a so. huge deal. It's interesting. I'm on the edge of my seat at all times. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's actually talk about this episode. How does everybody feel about that? Oh, good. I I won't oh, start. I won't start. I, no, no, no. It's not going to start on a negative. You guys start. Okay, I'll start. Let's just. How about we simply start with, we don't like. This is one of the first few episodes that we have, uh, Brighton not be the first person we see on screen. You know, we have, mm-hmm. uh, we a couple episodes ago we had uh, Doctor Lee introducing like mental patients or whatever. Here we have security guards and like, mm, what's going on here? You know, mm-hmm. who's this guy that's running around naked? Wow, it's Britain. it's Britain. How weird is that? What's he doing at this pool? Uh, well, um, you know, they didn't let us know what he was doing at the pool until the yeah. very end yeah. um, and right at the beginning of the episode when I saw him up there at first I didn't even recognize him he looked like a crazy loon um, and I thought oh once I realized it was him I thought he's losing his mind yeah mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt that way too and I thought he was thinking he was in a dream I thought they were going to maybe bring it to like he was sleepwalking or something I thought it was going to have something to do with the dream and he got out of bed and yeah. Whoa! I just happened to be, but it. So I was a little disappointed to find out the ending. I mean, it was cute, you know. Of course, sweet I was cute, the but, opposite of disappointed. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we are so crying. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute, but I just wish it lent to more development within the dreams because, um, I I feel like personally, um, the show, um, so far of what we've seen. Being this far into this many episodes, episode number eight, I was hoping to see more, um. More travel, like he, that, he's getting closer to finding out something. It's like he's been driving this whole time for eight episodes, but he's still in the exact same spot. So I don't feel the progression that I want to be feeling in getting closer to solving something. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's in a hamster wheel and he's yeah. literally doing the same thing and he's not getting closer to any answers. Hmm. That was particularly true with this episode because we really did not get into the psychology of Britain at all. We didn't have any therapy sessions. Hmm. Um, we didn't see. Did we we saw Hannah? But did we see Rex at all? No, no. not even for a second. Yeah. And we barely saw Hannah. Um, so this is it felt more like a a cop show or a crime show um, than it did anything else. Which you know I know like helps move the story along, but you know it I can't. mean maybe this was halftime. What and do you want to say, Rebecca? <laughs> I I think um, I think the writers are doing it on purpose. I think they're weaning us off of the like the luxury of being in both realities and that this episode was sort of like he is making an effort to like 
let go of the dream world a little bit and move on. And, and those like beautiful metaphors that we get from the dreams, I feel like the jumping off, like with her, like he's bringing those into reality. So he's saying like, like if jumping off like the high dive board naked into a pool, not knowing what's going to happen, like if that's a metaphor for the move, then he's like bringing those things into his. Mm, That's that's a good point. That's a really good point. I think because I watch, I feel like I'm watching the show for the dreams. So when I don't get more information on the dreams, I'm like, come on. I I think I agree with you there. I like the, the sci-fi aspect of it. And this, this straight up was the only thing that really. CSI. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was really like a lot of crime stuff going on. And uh, what actually, the only thing that was the connection between the two is that in the green world, he had that big, huge case and it was like, he was solving something there and it taught him a lesson about what to do in the, in the red world. But it was just with his wife. It wasn't something about, is this real? reality is a dream. It it wasn't solving his own personal, like, the overlapping story arc, which is, is this dream or is it reality? Right. I just wish, um, you know, a lot of shows that are really successful have an identity and you know what they are and I feel like I totally love what you just said. I would have never thought that in a million gazillion years. (laughs) Um, But I, I think that by if the writers are doing it on purpose, I think they're making a mistake by veering off. That's just my personal opinion because, um, that the the dreams is what makes the show different from every other crime show on television. Right. If you take away the dreams, you're you are CSI and you're Law and Order and you're all of those shows. So I think in order to be be different to stand out, you need to incorporate the dreams more. You need I, to. I, I almost feel like you know I don't watch all the CSI shows as much either, so that's not my cup of tea of what I actually like. But for some reason, I was able to go there within this show. It may have been that one uh, episode of being derailed from what you were expecting that did it, but I still had several questions that arose when I watched it. So for some weird reason, yes, it was very CSI-ish, which is not my kind of deal to begin with but because he's got so much going on in his mind and things bounce back and forth you know he treats the wife a certain way after he goes through experiences in the other world i i loved that like i that is where i stayed uh connected um versus stepping away yeah. because it was all crime scene type Can stuff I just say on the kind of contrary to what you were saying Kristen, um one of the viewers tweeted um world to the joy so hi world to the joy on twitter um, <laughs> said well played nbc awake that's how a tv drama is crafted i'm looking at you csi so you know we everyone has their own opinion and that was for this episode so they felt that it's getting better than csi so you never know i mean i'm not i kind of agree with what you're saying Mm -hmm. and then part of me still feels like that that dream aspect is still there enough for me to want to watch it again you know but but let's let's be real here though i'm sure you, you talk to your friends, you say, oh, yeah, I host an after show for Awake. People say, oh, what's Awake about? Do you say, oh, well, it's a crime show. That's not, I mean, no, that's no. not how I describe no. the show at all. Right. Um, so I think to get too carried over into this other aspect of the show, while it's a necessary plot device, I, I feel like they strayed way too much in this particular episode. I think the pace of the episode was kind of determined by like the first five minutes. Okay, so we see we see Brighton and he's, you know, that that craziness with the pool. But then after that, it goes to the whole like... Car blowing the car up. blowing up. That was crazy too. And then we go into a really slow-paced interrogation room thing where they just spent so much time in there talking to that couple. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, the, the hotel thing and that like that little exchange with the wife and the husband. And it, it's just that... 
it it didn't do it for me in those scenes. Right, right. Same same here. But um, you know, it's like when you're a teenager and you're just starting out in the world, you go through identity crisis crises, and I think you know a new show will will have these ups and downs. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't know if the show really will make it past the season, unfortunately. And I I'm you know would love to be optimistic about it, but just from everything that I've read, um, it doesn't look like that. So it's like they should find their identity quickly. Um, to try to hang on to that hope, because if they make little mistakes along the way and they lose, if they, you know, if 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 they all of a sudden stepped it up, this but isn't their identity that they don't know what their identity is? That you <laughs> are like constantly searching. I no, mean, no, I get a what show I'm, with this strong of a premise knows its identity. It yeah. wouldn't have a premise like this if it didn't know. If it just said crime show, then yeah. But you're thinking you're thinking of Seinfeld. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like, you know, in comparison with the heroes and losses of the world, you know, I don't know. To me, I'm just so much more plugged into something like this than I was with one of those shows that just, you know, they're great shows, but they took you all these different places. Uh, there's something different here. And the fact that you can't describe it to your friends, Anna, that's what I enjoy about it. I don't know. I'm just different in that way. Oh, no, no. I can she- describe it to my friends. I just don't describe it as a crime show. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, regardless, I, I agree with I agree with Anna, and I'm not hating on the show at all. I think what's awesome about AfterBuzz is being real and really because people because you can be a fan of the show, you can be a fan of the show and be listening to the podcast, be disappointed with an episode. And you so. know, if you're a fan of a certain sports team and they play bad, you still yeah. love that sports team, yeah. Yeah, right? You're right. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's okay to talk about things that maybe aren't what you're loving about the show because it just lends lends to connecting with everybody because we do really like the show but then we also are going to be honest and and you know just talk right. about bettering the betterment of the show as well so i think if we didn't love the show so much we wouldn't be disappointed when these sorts of right. things happen because right. last week i was so excited and i think that's why this week mm-hmm. i'm a little bit like mm, i won't start because i want to be negative because I was so excited from last week because I really liked the last week's episode and yeah, was I was excited. I was really genuinely excited to see this week and then, you know, just being disappointed. So. Yeah, it was last week was so different because he had those like auditory hallucinations with uh, the Ricky's Tacos thing and they're like, you know, the guy's like talking to him, telling him, don't go to Oregon. Right, like, what right. are you yeah. talking yeah, about, man? There was man? a lot going on last episode. We even yeah. talked yeah. about that. Maybe well, it was a bad decision to take this episode right after to play this episode right after last week which was packed yeah so much so yeah what do you um what do you rebecca what do you think about um him going to oregon is he gonna do you think he's really going to go or do you think they're all they're just playing with our heads about getting there um i think at this point it's the idea of being away um and it's fun to watch him sort of uh let go of and and um and move towards that i don't know how many episodes we have left um i think we have four. like four yeah four episodes yeah. i mean but yeah, that's like a lot do it. could happen yeah. i don't uh yeah i don't know i'm in, I'm sort of interested about that um the teaser that was at the end was it the last episode or the one before with the where his boss is sort of um, that was last episode that was yeah. Last, yeah yeah there's a ton I feel like there's a lot of these teasers that are that they're leaving us with at the end of these episodes I don't know if they're going to come back to them at some point I so hope they go back to the teaser about the 
conspiracy, okay. if that's what it is. Yeah. The captain was saying, you know, that was yeah. the last line of last week's episode. Like, yeah. um, our, my, our problem just walked out of my office and quit or something. Yeah, he's gone. yeah. So I want to know more about I that. I know. He can't. Yeah, he can't move. No. And I wish they brought no, it up this week because it was so is, on our minds from last week. Yeah. I have a feeling he is going to move to Oregon. Like, he, you saw, like, he had the boxes. And that's why I feel he's like. He's putting everything away. You know, yeah. they're getting rid of everything. They're selling the house. I yeah. think that that was an important aspect. Like, even though we may not have liked the case in the situation as much, I think that it was kind of imperative that we that he met this couple and he kind of brought himself back to his wife and like back to basics basics with his wife and realizing what's important and packing and finally realizing okay let me pack the boxes do you think that that had anything to do with it or am i just kind of wishful thinking rebecca anything to do with what him packing the boxes and finally being like okay i'm gonna do this yeah and the husband and the wife in the case and like you know what i mean like realizing that that they need to stay together i mean that's kind of what dreams well what dreams do for for us is they kind of connect what's happening in our real life and um it's interesting. I was thinking in this show, mostly it kind of leads him to like a positive conclusion where he goes. So, but in my life, a lot of times I'll have dreams that will like actually lead me to a negative place or think I, I wonder if they'll ever go there with this show. Well, I have a theory on all of this. I love your theories on. <laughs> Thank you. Get, get ready to have your minds blown. Cause <laughs> um, on my I think that they might be showing the episodes out of sequence. Um, I read that. You did? Yeah, someone said that. Hmm. Was it me? No, it was on the message board. They <laughs> said, they said, like, I have a theory that they're that you know that was just kind of that kind of talk. It was like deep, deep into the message boards, like somewhere in La La Land. But yeah, they said that. Um, yeah, there are too many cliffhangers. Like the idea, like a couple weeks ago, they had Gemini, the Gemini killer, remember? right? Yeah, with like the two dollar yeah, bills. Yeah, I know. Ruined two dollar bills for me forever. I mean, they used to be so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um. To have somebody like that who's, you know, going to Portland and then just kind of falls off and Britain's going along with his life like nothing ever happened. Like, right. dude, a serial killer, like, broke into your therapist's office and is looking up information about you. Right. And we and the last scene of that episode that, that the Gemini, Gemini was in, he was in the airport waiting right. for his plane to go to Oregon. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I think that could be a major twist in the plot if if they are doing that if he ends up in Oregon next time this it could be a big deal yeah yeah right. i think do you think the boxes anybody um mean are maybe symbolic when he was putting the boxes in the truck um obviously they're symbolic like you said when you're jumping off the diving board into the unknown mm-hmm. it can represent that um when i watched him packing the boxes up i i just thought this can't be the reality cuz i really don't think he actually went through with packing those and i think this is a way he's kind of tying up his own life in his head but he didn't mm-hmm. pack them he um, well, Hannah had packed well them. not not that he physically packed them but i just felt like him putting that into his dream Kristen here's what i think he should do he should get rid of that old stuff he should buy new stuff oh, and if he's going to buy new stuff he should probably go to afterbuzztv.com <laughs> he should click on the amazon button right there and buy all the things he wants to buy through amazon and it helps out AfterBuzz, too. So that's what he should do. But I don't know about this character, if he's going to listen to <laughs> we me. we got to get to the writers on Awake to, to do that, to do a plug for us on their show. Absolutely. Just have him online. Because you're online all the time anyway, and especially you're online and you're watching all the AfterBuzz shows. And then you do spend uh, an equal amount of time, you know, buying, purchase, you know, purchasing different items online. Why not link it all up together? It helps us. It helps you. 
everyone wins, and Amazon is definitely doing a lot for us, so we like that as well. <laughs> let's let's link it all up full circle. We have Rebecca Bloomhagen in with us tonight, and who stars in Girls Guide to Depravity. And the book is available for pre-order on Amazon.com right now, and the book will be out May 8th. So go to AfterBuzz to get that book. Click on the link for Amazon. And then it's like we're just all one big happy family. I think I'm going to buy that book for all of you. I know, right now. Every girl in your life should have the Every Girl's Guide to Life and the Girl's Guide to Depravity. That's like like two completely different. You know, that's good. It's like the lady in the streets and then there's the freak (laughs) in the the sheets, right? It's exactly those. Boom. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. Moving on. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, boxes um, from Amazon.com. Um, no, packing up boxes, I just felt like in his mind, if that was a dream, I thought it was very symbolic. Mm. And I didn't really necessarily think that was going to get him any closer to org and like physically. Yeah. I felt like it was more getting him close to his wife. Yeah. Because the whole thing with her in the beginning, you know, like like getting rid of the stuff and he's like resistant to it. Right. right? Obviously, because mm-hmm. it's stuff that they had from their old life. And everything with that was going on with that couple the um the russian couple was like pretty much a learning lesson for him you know like he was just mm-hmm. he was looking at everything and he was applying it and uh, it it mirrored pretty much his life with hannah and he was like you know what i'm gonna take a different route i don't want this to end in tragedy i don't want to keep resisting i'm gonna go with the flow you know just like mm-hmm. them swimming in the pool you know having a great time right right definitely yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Rebecca, do you have one over the other that you think is a dream or reality? You know, I've been thinking that the reality is him with his wife because of these sort of... There's been a couple moments where he just looks at Rex and it's like he's saying goodbye to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't do that in the other reality. And there's there's no... The sort of forward motion, like the talk of moving to Oregon, is all happening in his reality with his wife. Um then I just was thinking as you were talking about packing up the boxes, maybe he's packing up his his life with, with his her, wife, with and her, it, yeah. and the moving is like moving on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but then it's like I get stuck on I want one reality to be real versus the other. But then I think, oh my gosh, well neither of them maybe are real. Maybe he's actually. Um, neither of them are alive. You know, maybe he's actually dead or whatever, or none of this ever happened, and he's just like you know, under an experiment or something, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I want to think the wife's reality is real. Yeah. And I think I, I, I want to go that way. And I said this last week was just because it feels, um, when you're, when you're, when you're dreaming, I feel like you dream to, per, to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And when he's with Rex, it's always really sad and gloomy. And I don't think those are the types of dreams that you would have if you were trying to move forward in your life. Mm-hmm. And with his wife, the sun's out, the birds are chirping and, um, and she's coping a lot, which seems realistic to me. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to be quiet about that. <laughs> Just because I don't think it's that. Yeah, why is the Rex but, in therapy? Real quick, my thing, <laughs> right. uh, my thing is, wasn't his relationship with Rex different in that way anyway? Maybe that's why there is more of a negative or mm-hmm. not as positive as the mother's side of things. I, I mean, well, his wife. I, I think there, no, I definitely uh, agree that the son's, that it would be perceived like that with the son because the father's not as close with his son at that age when he's going through puberty and things. And I just yeah. think the, the wife's reality seems more realistic um, because, you know, I don't want to repeat myself because it's just really boring. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, I think they're equally real or not real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because you can find flaws with either of them. Yeah. 
I, I agree with Anna here. It's like that that one uh, hypothesis I said before. It's like he could be. It, they could very well both be real, right. and he could just be living between them. You know, he's right. that nexus, that bridge, right, in between the two. Well, we have so much to talk about, of course, and we will, uh, of course, want to know everything about Rebecca and her career and how much she likes awake. But let's go to one quick phone call, uh, maybe a question or two, and just see what uh, the fans think of this great show on NBC called Awake. Okay. Hello, AfterBuzz. Hello, my legends. It's Adrian here. Oh, what's hey, up, Adrian? Adrian? How are we doing? I'm doing Do, great. Doing How well, you? man. What's your question? I'm um, doing good. I I just watched the episode maybe about three hours ago, so I was just patiently waiting for you guys to get on. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, thanks for being so patient, yeah. man. You watched it early. You must watch like the Eastern time, right? No, um, actually, I live in the West Coast as well. It was just, it was up online already. So I was in class when it had, when it was up. So I was like, I already finished my exam and I was, and decided to just watch it while I wait. <laughs> oh, good okay. use of your time. Yeah. Yes. Right on. So what is your question or comment for us? Well, I actually have a few theories and Kristen, I think you brought up one of them. Because I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you. I think I kind of figured out the plot for the series. Uh, you mentioned him possibly being in an experiment or dead, and what if those dreams are possibly heaven and limbo or, or whatever the other world is? And, you know, it seems like... Also, you notice that uh, the visual aspect, you notice that when he's with his wife, the world is lighter, while when he's with his son, it's darker, almost like limbo in a way. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we've touched on that quite a bit, yeah. you know, throughout yeah. our discussions. We've talked about how, you know, they use the good filters. They use the green filters a lot cooler. Maybe it seems like it's in the underworld and the sun's reality. And then, in, you know, it seems a lot brighter, nicer. The birds are uh, chirping and stuff in the in the red reality. Yeah. Um, we, we Yeah, we did mention that last week. But what um, you said that very confidently. Like you said, I think I have this figured out. What what makes you no, so confident could, that that's it the... It could go that way. What, but what, um, yeah... What do you think, really, what's defining that for you? What's giving you that answer? Uh, well, just how the way he's acting whenever he's in both uh, worlds. He seems to be more happier when he's with his wife, while when he's with his son, he seems like he's kind of being distant and saying goodbye in a way. Right, right. Yeah. That's what, that's what makes me think that that's not not. And that's what he's not dreaming. I, I'm really confused right now what I'm talking about. I've just <laughs> okay. wrapped myself well, in so many directions. That's definitely been on the message boards, too. Yeah. The same theory. Yeah. So. It has been. Thanks, Adrian. Right. Yeah, Adrian, thank you so much for your call. Keep listening. Okay. Um, the uh, the purgatory thing is, is interesting because um, it could be that he's in a coma, and it just depends on who's in the room with him at the time. Oh, yeah, he could be wow. picking up on that's energy. Adding another that's level awesome. to what yeah, I that's thought. that's really good. So it could yeah. be, you know, there's that whole thing where if you talk to someone while they're unconscious, yeah. you know, then they actually it helps them get out of that coma faster. So right. maybe his like each time his son or his wife is coming in and he's dreaming about each of those realities, and he maybe he doesn't really have control over it. He's just like making it all up. Yeah, right. I love that. That's yeah, crazy. I love wow. that too. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. Thing. Yeah, I think there is yeah. only one person allowed in the room in ICU. So. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be one at a time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. when you have a dream and your alarm clock goes off, you incorporate that into your dream. Somehow yeah. that sound becomes part of like you're in a fire truck or something. Yep. You know. So yeah, yeah. That's I like good. that, Anna. That's good. High five up top. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. Did we want to go ahead and uh, 
grab a commercial break? Or yeah, I'm in a know. commercial break. You and I were commercial I'm break? Down. Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series. With over 60 different after shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Welcome back, everybody. Bing is for doing. We're here doing Awake After Show Season 1, Episode 8. Um, and we're just going to touch on cr- the crime aspect of the show a little bit more, and um, and then we're going to get into talking about Rebecca Bloomhagen and her her career. <laughs> and she's she's that'll so probably, pretty. That'll probably Gorgeous. take the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, you're really guys. pretty. Do you get that all the time? No, thank you so much. Oh, you do get it all the time, please. Yeah. <laughs> but I would never expect her to be in the show that she's in. Just yeah. like the character. I know. I'm so curious. Those questions. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I can't wait. We we want to get to that quickly. So let's let's blow through this crime stuff. So um, we had the Russians, um, a little like Russian mafia style. Yeah, we could not get the name right. Right? Yeah, Basayf? it was Basif. I know his like first name was Maxim, the 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 bad guy, the vil- the, the main villain. villain that we never got to see. Yeah, we never saw him, but yeah. he's obviously out to kill Marcus. Yes, he blows up his car. He's out to get Marcus and his wife. And what was the wife's name? Ellen? Alina. Alina. Who we actually have a hosted after buzz name, Alina, that uh-huh. I do a show with. Uh-huh. So that's why I remember that. Is she Russian as well? <laughs> um, she's actually Af- Afghanistani. Oh. Afga- Afghani. Afghani, thank you. I said that to her before, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I always love bringing, like, the mafia-style stuff in it. Because, you know, in the mafia, they're always just so relentless. Like, they'll kill you for, you know, no reason at all. If any, you know, it's just usually money. So um, that was fun. I like that. Uh, did anyone else um, feel that? Oh, I don't want to insult the show again because I'm not trying to. But um, it's becoming like that formula of like crime, clue, crime, like clue between the, ro- between worlds, the world, yeah. crime again. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little expected. Um, but I don't know what you guys think about their plot for the crime. Well, uh, for, are we talking about the green reality here? Yes, we still are, right? Yes, okay. Yeah. So. Um, I, I didn't really I didn't like it too much. Overall, it didn't seem like it was so much about the crime. Again, it was yeah. about it was about that relationship between the the husband and the wife going on. Right, right. which paralleled so. what you mentioned in the previous episodes about how you wanted to see more relating Britain to the actual cases, That's and a, even the part where um, the husband didn't even know his wife's friends' names. I think Britain maybe that was a part of that as well. Britain was not a part of his family's life you know, before the accident. And so I bet he probably has missed out on things like that as well. So I thought about when Sean mentioned he wanted to see more rel- rel- 
activity <laughs> to, uh, from the crimes, you know, and the actual characters. I thought so. it was, um, thank you, Lauren. I thought it was funny how um, Alina, she actually was, she was so uh, mad about, oh, it's blood money. I can't have any of that. And then he says, okay, you can only take one large suitcase. Oh, but I want to take all my, all stuff, my stuff that's been bought with the blood money. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Hypocrisy, hypocrisy. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> but I, I, do, I liked the act- actress. I liked it. I thought yeah. she did a good job because... Um, that's how you probably would respond. You would beat the shit out of your husband. Her reaction was so <laughs> genuine. I mean, I would anyway. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And he was scared of her being left alone in yeah. that hotel room with her. That yeah. was more so, dangerous than being left with the criminals. Yeah, so they're left alone there, obviously. And I, Did he sleep through her leaving or something? She just took off. Well, it was overnight, and yeah. she was um, gone in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. that's yeah. why... That's so she, she she ends up uh, leaving, and he sees that one clue. He's looking over like the, all the ATM transactions, and he sees the palace because he noticed the palace in the other reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he he's just like, okay, hunch time. I'm gonna yep. go and check out <laughs> this palace place, and that that leads him to this guy Greg, the blonde dude, fit guy, and uh, the the mafiosos, the Russian guys, end up getting to him first, and we find out that he's a male prostitute in a way, right? Did he say mm-hmm. he said I'm a companion that gets paid, <laughs> quote right? unquote? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then he ends up being gay too. So yeah. it's like he's actually just being her friend. It's not like it, it totally fooled me as an audience member. I yeah. was like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that twist a lot. Oh, I don't think we're hearing oh. Rebecca on her mic. Is that better? There you yeah, go. Yeah. She, there she is. Yeah. I like that twist a lot. It was unconventional. Yeah. It really, to have the relationship really about her just missing the old like relationship that she had with her husband, that was really... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I agree. We wanted to like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, we couldn't demonize her after no. all the blood money she was forced to have. I, yeah. like, I love the white pantsuit she was wearing. It was so mafioso. Yeah. yeah. And, like the love big it. ring. Yes. Love it. I like that scene at the motel. And, and I liked that he sort of gave her a chance really to choose to like, do, hey, do you want to be with him or do you mm-hmm. want to be on your own? And that gave her the chance to decide, like, I want to go back. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty powerful. Yeah. So actually, I was actually taking notes during that part. So what she said, okay, so what happened was, so, can you explain it again to me? Like, he, so she, so she decided to go back to her husband. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said, like, do you, do you basically do I, do you want me to assign you an identity by yourself or with your husband? And and she decided and to I, go back. Yeah, okay. Together. Good wife. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Take it, somebody. Take it. Somebody. And in the red world, not <laughs> yeah. that much happened, right? So we have the the, the CI, the confidential informant, that's mm-hmm. being introduced to to Vega yeah. because in Jake pre- is that his name? Um, yeah, I think it was Jake. I, I really didn't catch his name, but you got it. <laughs> so uh, he has he's been like a CI for the police for fifteen years. He gives them lots of information, right? And right. and uh, actually. Um, uh, Rebecca, you thought that he was uh, charming in a way, the old man? Did I you liked like him? him a lot. I thought he was great. He had like a kind of sense of humor that really gave kind of a kick to the, the show. Yeah. yeah. He gave, he made Comic it feel like, more like a movie. Yeah. yeah. He had that kind of air around him. Yeah. 
I feel like this is where a lot of the comic relief was this yeah. episode because it was pretty yeah, yeah. serious in the green reality and right. then the red reality. Not much is happening. What did he say to Wilder Valderrama? He said something, and you all laughed, and I was also taking notes at that moment, and I and I skipped it, but it was like the old man yeah. said something. To oh, him? oh, he said um, last time Jake got anything wrong, you were repeating sixth grade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was from Britain, Britain to, to yeah. Vega in the car. Oh, right. Just another something that's showing him kind of wrapping things up you know mm-hmm. he is passing the torch yeah. and yeah. it's just another aspect of that so I don't know I'm interested to see what happens in the next episode and this one wraps up with back in the swimming pool we see why Britain was naked yeah, yeah exactly. he was with his wife because everything is going like, back down memory lane he learned his lesson <laughs> he's like let's take the plunge again let's <laughs> let's move on let's leave that stuff in the past let's get rid of all those old boxes let's leave we that stuff in that. the past by going back to the past though well yeah that's mm-hmm. true yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. well he's had the moment with the song where he said i don't need the old cassette tape when we still have I the song that. yeah i love yeah. that yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's interesting though that jake was sort of like giving him a hard time for skipping over the moment where he said goodbye like He's like, you can't rush through this. Like, you can't just skip it over. You got to buy me a steak dinner. And- yeah. Yeah. Trying to get rid of him. Yeah. Go old man. Take yeah. your money. Yeah. yeah. God, I just wish they ended that with the conspiracy, though. Like, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah. They I will make up for it next episode. <laughs> yeah. They better. Yeah. And they, I wonder if they next- don't. I'm blaming you. You're blaming <laughs> me. Yeah. All right. They I'll have to bring all that stuff back. There's yeah. no way they can. I mean, it's yeah. too. I wonder if next episode we'll be able to tell if it's out of order, if it will if it'll be another misplaced kind of episode. No, no, no. Hopefully. They can See? kind of stand alone well, these episodes. They can, yeah. Be- they're kind of one Before we do any predictions, uh, and as you guys are tying up your final thoughts on this great episode of Awake, uh, we will also take a look at kind of what Rebecca is working on, the project. Um, so any final thoughts for this episode? And I'll get the uh, a clip ready for you guys. I'm excited to see breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to. Me too. But I also just I for predictions. I guess I'm not really having many. I'm just again like hope, like you said for episode two podcast or episode three podcast. It's more of a hope than a permanent or prediction. Um, is that they stick to the dreams and let me see from some forward motion right. in him solving or getting closer because it's like mm-hmm. I almost feel like I'm on in Groundhog's Day now with the show mm-hmm. because it's like same it's kind of re- it's re- it's repeating and <laughs> yeah. I want to feel like I'm getting somewhere yeah agreed mm-hmm. yeah agreed so that's my that's my hope cool. all right anyway let's let's uh, move on to Rebecca yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> way more fun a, what is it the trailer from the show I don't know she's staying single oh. and sexy he is sex on a stick you don't let the rules go, not ever. They're the only things keeping us safe. Men can't resist taking women. When one of them messes with one of us, he messes with all of us. Ow! Well, number 99, Paul's fair in love and war. Drinking and... Party! Guys. Kinky. Sex. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so would you like me to compare my show to Awake? 
<laughs> Could you? Oh yeah. I mean, there's lots of lots the similarity of is this is actually some guy's dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, sure. Yeah, let's start like that. That's interesting. Oh. <laughs> I was kind of kidding, but well, okay. Well, okay. We, yeah, then don't. You know <laughs> what? Everyone in my show also wakes up at some point uh-huh. um, <laughs> after their drunken nights. <laughs> no. Well, do you want? You, you know, you, also, yeah. you know, speaking of comparisons, just right off the bat, initially, I think of Sex in the City. That's yeah, what yeah, a younger that's what version. Like. So do you get that comparison a lot? Yeah, people people talk about that comparison a lot. Um, I've only seen a few episodes of Sex in the City, so I can't, like, speak to it as a whole. But our show, I think, I mean, first of all, it's a straight-up comedy. I mean, these are all... It, it's a show based on these stupid dating rules that girls follow. So every episode is based on a different rule and it's just sort of a comedy, like taking that rule to the extreme, like what would happen? What's your favorite rule? Um, I like don't cry, make him cry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, sorry, what, what was your question? Just keep telling us a little bit more about yeah. the show. I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. So every so, so oh yeah. So comparison to Sex and the City. So basically, um, my character Samantha, she's sort of she's definitely more naive, but like super like tenacious. Like she does not give up. Like every time, like Lizzie is the sort of older, wiser character, a little more jaded, and she's always like, guys are always going to screw you over. Like you have to like you have to follow these rules or you're going to get screwed over. Whereas I'm like, well, I don't know. I could like give that guy a chance, but like I basically always end up failing at trying to get what I want. Um, so, um, did you pull anything from real life with that character? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I'm pretty like, I I don't give up very easily. Um, And even when I'm constantly failing at something, I um, try and find some kind of reason that it happened. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like you're pretty successful right now. You've got this show on Cinemax. Um, yeah. And as I understand it, this was um, originally a blog. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. And yep. then it, it was turned into a book first or it was turned into a series first? First it was turned into the series and then she got the book deal, I think. So the book is coming out May 8th. Which you can buy on Amazon.com mm-hmm. via AfterBuzz. Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting uh, rule that I was like, I was breezing through their website yeah, yeah, yeah. and such as uh, the best way you can get over a guy is mm-hmm. by getting under another guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a classic <laughs> rule right there. <laughs> yeah. So Great stuff. Not from my personal experience. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so, did you? Um, were you chosen right away for the role? Like, did they? Because it seems like you're the you're the right woman to be Samantha. Um, Thanks. Well, it's funny because as soon as I got the audition, I was like, "Well, they're definitely not looking for someone like me." So sure, like I'll go in because <laughs> I just don't like I don't drink and party that much, and I don't feel like I don't feel like at home. Like I feel like I'm always on the outside, like at a bar. I'm like, okay, I'm the girl that doesn't belong. Like, how do I fit in here? Yeah. Um, I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I think that's really like what Samantha is, is she's, um, she's just trying to find a way to sort of fit into this world. And I mean, I think everybody kind of feels on the outside, like there's all these rules about dating that like everyone is supposed to know, but nobody actually knows the rules. Like you just make it up as you go along. And, um, 
that's where I think the kind of heart of the show is, is that these girls are really just trying to like figure it out and have a sense of humor along the way. Um, but it's, there's nothing to figure out. Like it's just life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. And what was the audition process like for one of these, sh- for this show specifically, because it is, it's got more like sexual content yeah. than, than your average show. Was that part of the audition at all? How did that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Well, I had never done nudity before and, um, I was definitely like, I didn't know how I felt about it. And so when I got the audition, my agents were like, Oh, like, what do you like? Was this something you consider? I was like, well, clear they wouldn't be interested in me anyways well just audition (laughs) um but then like they were interested and and I guess for me like I want to be a brave actor like I don't want to be afraid to go to the place that like the character has to go like that's part of the human story too and um and so I thought like if like if the story's worth it it's a place that I'm willing to go like I don't it's like I don't want to abandon my character you know what I mean be like oh yeah like I won't like stand with you through like being naked on camera like <laughs> sure like I'll do that for Sam <laughs> so um so eventually like in in the audition process like they had like all the like HBO people and the um and the director and the producers and they were like so do you have any questions like and i said yes why do you think this is an important story and um bob conti who's great he is um from cinemax he said well um i think this is important an important story like i I, I would do it for my daughters because I feel like you don't have enough like realistic dating stories for your generation. Like mm-hmm. I'm attracted to the language. It's smart women, like strong women speaking, but like also it's really honest, like all these like situations that they end up in, like shows like sex in the city, like it's still really romanticized. Mm-hmm. Um, and this show, like it's mostly like it doesn't end well. <laughs> and that's, that's really basically like the reality of dating life unfortunately yeah, yeah. but the the thing that stays constant is the friendship between the two girls so i was gonna ask you a question um because yeah. it does come from a blog uh, these are real characters so did you get a chance to meet the real girls or you know is there a samantha in in, re- in true life um i have never met them um i've met heather who's awesome she wrote the blog and the book um but she said that she did base these on real people, but she has not yet introduced us to them. So mm, wow. I have to that get on her. Recent. Yeah. I went to the blog today. Yeah, I was at work. Wow. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, doing anything. I know. She's super brassy. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the journey before, you know, before being Samantha, just about your career before that? For sure. Um, well, I went to Wheaton College right outside of Chicago and um, fell in love with <laughs> Michigan. Oh, cool. Um, I guess I really fell in love with theater there, and I saw, like, plays that were, like, holy. Like, they were so... It was, like, like stories where you, like, connect with people. It's just the human story unapologetically. It's, like, you don't... There's no, ant, there's no like, nothing wrapped around it saying, like, oh, and this means this. It's just, like, the human story. Um, and... So then I moved to New York and I started doing some regional theater. I did Juliet um, at the Virginia Shakespeare Festival and I did Emily Webb in our town um, at the Arden Theater in Philadelphia. And I did a couple plays and one at the Alliance Theater. Um, and then I did 
I just got like a few like it was a dead body on body of proof which was awesome i saw a screenshot from that yeah. you're being like lifted up by the, the emmy it was actually like super fun i love being a corpse because you just sit in makeup all day and you just get to like watch everyone and, and get probably, paid they probably get creeped out by looking at you sometimes too huh like, i know i know jerry ryan brought her daughter to set and i forgot that i was like all moldy because i was this girl that got like exhumed from the dead and i was like hi okay <laughs> And she was like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah. But then I also, I've been to Africa six times. I'm a um, teaching artist and director there. So um, wow. so I've kind of gotten to do that in tandem with my, like, professional work here. That's really it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. Um, and I understand you have a project that you're working on now. I am. I'm about to go shoot a movie in New York. Um, it's called Underground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. It's um, four people wake up in a safe room underneath like a chemical weapons plant in New York City and they've been attacked. They don't know why they're there and there's like a like 60 minutes before they can before like the room is going to explode and they have to figure out like why they're there and how they can get out. So Wow. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. really fun. I already want to see that. Yeah. yeah. It sounds great. Yay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'll tell my friends. Please tell everybody. <laughs> Two yeah. of us. <laughs> now, a little, a little bit people. a little bit aside from your career. Your career is awesome, by the way. I read like your, a little bit of your bio and your resume on, on your Facebook page oh, and stuff. Thanks. So it's really cool. Um, and I really am trying to figure out what's your ethnic background. <laughs> you, I know. It's so confusing. Because you, you have a German last name. Right? I do have a German last name. And that's not an accident because my grandfather's German. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Was he a Nazi? Um, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what about your parents? Where were each of your parents from? Um, well, I grew up in Iowa, but ethnically, I'm um, Norwegian, German, Scotch, Irish. Okay. Unless there's some intrigue in the family tree that I don't know about. You have like a slightly like exotic look, so you would think like there would be like some fancy one in there. I know everyone I, thinks I'm fancy. I was gonna throw <laughs> That's in a some. Good thing. <laughs> I was gonna throw in some like Asian in there. I know. Yeah. I wish you have like that little bit in your eyes that like yeah. would give that away, but I guess not. Man. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that publicly because sometimes I get I, I've gotten cast as a Spanish girl. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what's big right now: ethnically ambiguous is, yeah. stars, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll be ethnically ambiguous long enough <laughs> for, for those of you who are listening and not watching um rebecca bloomhagen is effing gorgeous oh my gosh. And no she it's ridiculous. don't be modest it, it, yeah it's <laughs> like you. yeah and i was actually when i was looking at your pictures and stuff online um i was like i wonder if she's gonna really be that pretty in real life and then i saw you and i was like yep she's gorgeous <laughs> um, even in casual attire she yeah. she's like right. the perfect no balance between cute and gorgeous yeah, yeah. Aww, thanks so um but anyway you should definitely um bing search her bing yeah. image search her um b-l-u-m-h-a-g-e-n Rebecca Bloomhagen, um, yeah. because you're in for a real treat. Oh, <laughs> and, of course, watch her on uh, Cinemax Girl's Guide to Depravity. Follow her on Twitter, uh, too. Rebecca, I had one question for you. For you're, sure. th- this show, obviously, like you said, it, or we've all discussed, it's a little racy. And yeah. You talked about choosing to do nudity. How, how does... You know your support system go off that. You know, are they watching every episode? Are there some parts of the content that just Ronnie? I love that question. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, My grandma actually got Cinemax to watch me, and she watches every episode. Mm, um, Nice, which is really sweet. My parents don't have TV at all, so they don't even have to (laughs) think about it. (laughs) And they're Um, Irish. 
Like I don't believe I just picture yeah. it because my whole family is like Irish and we have like a thousand TVs so we just right, sit there right, and right. we just watch TV. Yeah. My, <laughs> you know, my family is really supportive of me and a great like they would be supportive of me if I was successful or not successful and they make like a big point to like let me know that their love is constant and not to kind of like like they don't get really like rocked like if 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 I have a big success or something like that, they like make a big point to let me know that like my identity doesn't like get. I, I love how how grounded she is and and <laughs> she, totally like we say she's a cute girl, but she's also got a lot going on for her. Uh, I wanted you to quickly, Rebecca, give us our uh, your story of on pretty much how you even found AfterBuzz in yeah. general. Uh, something that happened in this studio to begin with, right? Yeah, totally. Well, I am a big Shameless fan, and I follow Chanel Hampton, who I'm also a fan of, on Twitter, and I saw that she was on the show. So I watched it, and I was like, that's so awesome. Like, I, I love the concept of the show because I think, like, when we make stories, like, the whole point of making stories is to, like, talk up, like, reflect back on, like, human life and what that means. But I feel like TV makes us so isolated when we watch it. So it's so cool to have the idea of something that, like, brings everyone together and talks it through. Um, so, and I saw her on the show, and she was so great. And I was like, that's so cool. I wonder if they'd be interested in our show. So then I had... Talked to my friend Rabia and she hooked me up. Yeah. <laughs> We're maybe glad we you should, did so. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. we should get an after show going for your yeah. show. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. awesome. Yeah. You have yeah. to come and host. What would be your dream hosting After Buzz show? Like, which show would you want to host every week? I'll host every week. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite TV show? Well, I have to say Shameless, even though I'm gonna get yeah. trouble. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Right, well, thank, thank you, you so much. much for being here with us. Totally. It's been such a pleasure. And Thanks so much for having me. You I just made the here. room so much more lovely and we appreciate that. <laughs> Darn you, uh, Lana, what about me? <laughs> uh, you know you're still my number one girl. Okay, Don't right. be like that. <laughs> um, and I think now we're going to move into some predictions. So. And now, it's not as loud as I remember. I wish we could all gravitate during that. It's a haunted no Halloween lights. ride predictions. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, would you like to start us off? What do you think is going to happen next time on Awake? On Awake? I bet we're going to get a little more Rex. Okay. <laughs> we have to unless he quit. Nobody told right, us. Uh, yes. We had a Disney movie. <laughs> Still leave. Um, I don't. I never have predictions. I have a really cool tweet. I'm just going to add it in my predictions. It's from Wilmer Valderrama. And he said the other day, a dream is a projection of the reality you desire. Wake up to the world you want. I don't know if it has anything to do with Awake, but I thought it was that he tweeted that about dreams and reality and waking up to your reality. Mm. Maybe he's telling Britain something. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Giving his little his partner mm. a heads up what's going to be happening. Um, I, I really hope that next time we go to Oregon because they've been talking about it. It's been a really slow moving process towards that place and I, I want it to happen, you know? Like, I, I want to see him go there, have him fall asleep in Oregon, and then have him wake up in L.A. and vice versa. I want that to happen. Yeah, I'm on board with you on that, totally. I am really looking forward to um, to seeing how the writers can handle that. Because that's, like, badass writing. If you can figure that out, how to bridge those worlds and get him up there and get him back to L.A. and and you know, there and back again, that's what I'd like to see. Yeah, um... I think I made my prediction earlier when I said uh, these are out of sequence mm-hmm. yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they especially hinted at that tonight when the episode itself was out of sequence. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. It's a clue. It's a clue. We like those clues. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, Rebecca, thank you again so much for being here with us tonight. Thanks for having me. Can you come back next yeah. week? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome here anytime. Again, you can catch Rebecca on Cinemax's Girl's Guide to Depravity, um, which airs Fridays on it's 11, 10 Central. I think it's mm. 8 o'clock Pacific. I think it depends on maybe your satellite feed. So <laughs> It's on both. I mean, you can watch the East Coast feed on the West Coast at 8 o'clock, or you can watch it at 11 o'clock. Great. So watch it twice. Why not? <laughs> um, and again, you can buy the book. Um, we can pre-order the book on Amazon.com. It's coming out May 8th. And if you're going to buy on Amazon.com, buy it by clicking the link on AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, in the meantime, I am your host, Anna Koppel. You can find me at Koppel for Mayor. You can find me at twitter.com slash, I always have, I love how I start that off with the Twitter, like obviously.com, whatever. Um, twitter.org uh, slash Kristen <laughs> Carney, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y. And go to my blog, sweatthesmallstuffwithkristen.com, and like it on Facebook. If you don't, I will be fine with it because no one does it anyway. So. You will kill people. <laughs> you will kill them tomorrow. Yes. Uh, Sean Overman, you can follow me on Twitter, Sean, uh, Sean underscore Overman, and you can also find my blog, SeanOverman.org, where I do streaming content reviews. Yep, yeah, I'm Lauren Turner. My Twitter is Lauren's Love, and uh, you can find me at Lauren'sLove.com. Too, so yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank you, After Buzzers, for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.